Things are heating up in the De Belvalo matter. In fact, Lori's got Chad on her mind and wants to have a meeting. Also, in no surprise to anyone, Lori's attorneys are claiming that Lori has an alibi. So surely, Alex is the killing killer from Killersville. And yet again, John Pryor is clutching his pearls. We'll tell you all about it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the True Crime <laughs> Squad. I told you my intro was pretty funny. Uh, it was great. Um, that was opinion. hilarious. I was very <laughs> impressed. Yes, yes, yes. Well, okay, then. I hope that you guys all are having an excellent day and uh, have you that you've had a good week. It's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I think they I call know. that hump day. That is what I've heard, yes. Yeah. It's how they say it. I don't know who they is, but somebody yeah. does. That camel yeah. on that commercial from a few years ago. That's that. true. Yes. Well. He's not wrong, right? Right. Anyway, so welcome to Wednesday. We'll be back tonight with our live stream event at 7 p.m. Mountain. Yeah. Uh, but before that, we have a great episode for you. Uh, lots of stuff going on in Daybell Vallow, as you see, and lots mm -hmm. of other things happening. So we're excited to talk about it. So, Christy, I know that you are going to lead us out with a little bit of WTF. OMG. You know, sometimes fate just smiles upon us true crimers in a way that is much appreciated because a lot of what we do is very sad and disturbing. And every once in a while, a criminal brings us this. If you're wondering if that is a guy wearing women's underwear on his face, you are correct. That was my wonderment, yes. Uh, yeah. So this stable genius is Spencer Googler. So Spencer has been doing some porch piratry, which we know is stealing people's packages that have been delivered on their front step. Now, for reasons that we can only assume are because he's an idiot, he decided that the best way to uh, disguise his identity was to wear a pair of women's underpants over his face. Now, let's just look at this picture again, if you're watching, and if you're not, you should probably come watch because this part of this story is hilarious, but you may note that uh, the coverage is not that good. So these are not granny panties by any means. No. Well, Spencer has been recognized by the police in his area as being a guy who seems to have committed, oh, I don't know, a bunch of burglaries wearing the same pair of underwear on his dumb face. <laughs> so they have now caught him. Yeah. Like, dude, I mean, at least, yeah. I mean, why this though? Is, <laughs> right? Why? Of all the things that you could wear, and if you don't know, I don't have the back, the picture of the back on here, but they are a thong. Like, yeah. get the granny panties, you dumbass. <laughs> but, but, anyway. Wait, 
Did he steal these? You know, I don't know where the underwear came from. That is not in the uh, report. Mm-hmm. But we do know now that he is charged with five counts of burglary and the police have identified him, found him and arrested him. But they have connected him to multiple crimes simply by his very innovative yet ineffective face mask. Mm-hmm. So, Spencer? Well. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Su- sucks to suck, Spencer. It really does. I mean, and thong underwear? Like, you can see part of his face. What? <laughs> and honestly, Spencer, and this really goes in all directions of time for you, mm-hmm. change your underwear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there you go. So, we've got one porch pirate off the street. <laughs> well, and porches we're... will be a little safer everywhere and panty drawers as well. Uh, both, yes. All right. Mm-hmm. And with that, Katie, I'm going to kick it back to you for the main case. Well, 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 well. <laughs> right? Uh, Lori's camp has filed a motion with the court mm-hmm. to get permission from the judge for Lori and Chad to talk. Yeah. They would like to talk on the phone and see each other in person in order to talk strategy. So, because, uh, but also... Talking strategy and also potentially talking deals. Yep. It's deal time. It is deal time. Deal time. Uh, Deals have got to be done now. Or if they're going to get done, it's deal time. Yeah. And so now, apparently, they were granted a phone conversation over the summer that the sheriff granted them. Uh, It was not recorded. It was not... uh, you know, made privy to, and the prosecutor also had approved that. Uh, yeah. So interesting, interesting stuff going to down. To be a fly on the wall for that. I mean. Mm. Now the attorneys are saying that both attorneys will be present, but that the conversation would not be recorded. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose of the conversation would be to, uh, <coughs> pardon me, would be to uh, talk strategy. Yes. So I I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that. I didn't think they could do that. I thought all their conversation really had to be with the prosecutor, but apparently no. I think not. If it, if it is related to their defense. Uh-huh. Which actually can. makes sense where they're being tried together. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so that's really freaking interesting. Yes, it is. Because um, could this be a deal? Could there be a deal coming? Right. I'm so confused, though, because Pryor says that his defense for Chad will be Lori's bad acts. Yeah. Which would mean not talking to Lori, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Well, it's Lori that's requesting talks with Chad. I know. So I'm wondering if there are cross purposes here and her mm-hmm. attorneys are trying to get him on board with whatever <clears throat> they're trying to do here. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I find that interesting because of what Pryor has said when mm-hmm. he was seeking severance, you know, that his that they were going to be using Lori's prior bad acts as part of mm-hmm. their defense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that works if they're going to work together on it. A... I know. 
on the defense. Are they though? Right. Do you really, in your heart of hearts, see Pryor really cooperating with anybody? No. I mean, I think that's why he's been doing this by himself all this time. Right. You know? I know. I, it's but it does to... make you wonder if they've been offered a plea or if they're, or if they've got something, if her attorneys have got something they're thinking about wanting to offer the prosecution, you know? Yeah. This is the time for it. This is when all that, all those deals start all that talking starts happening we've been saying all along maybe they're going to go to trial with this and maybe all of this crap leading up to this trial is going to lead up to no trial mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. still very very possible <coughs> we, we've kind of suspected that all along that that's really where this would go well, i mean they're both charged with significant murders and conspiracy mm -hmm. and multiple death penalty charges they only have to get convicted of one of them mm -hmm. you know so well, there's I don't know. some other things that Lori's attorneys have filed that make me think that maybe that's the case, that they're leading yeah. up to let's make a deal. Yeah. Uh, one of them is an alibi. Now, this is the first time at all, except for, you know, wild blatherings from Mark Means that uh, were usually, you know, violating Lori's rights as a client. Uh, yeah, you know. it had nothing to do with Lori at all. Yeah, mostly his hurt feelings and things. Mm -hmm. uh, so we just, we really haven't ever gotten anything from anyone representing Lori that would even give us any idea what her defense would look like. Right. This is really the first time. So there was a motion filed last week of an alibi. This is a notice of alibi. Uh, there's two uh, notices. Uh, one, Lori Vallow was in her own apartment in Rexburg, Idaho, when J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan died in the apartment of Alex Cox in Rexburg, Idaho. Defendant was with Melanie Gibb, David Warwick, and or Chad Daybell. So they're going to be wanting to call any or all of them as their witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, David Warwick in the preliminary hearing both talk about being there that weekend mm -hmm. in the apartment there with Lori. Mm -hmm. uh, and two, Lori Vallow was in Hawaii when Tammy Daybell died at the home of Chad Daybell in Salem, Idaho. Defendant was with Melanie Boudreau and or Audrey Vadiero. Mm -hmm. Melanie Boudreau, yet again, Melanie Boudreau. Yeah. Why? Why is Melanie not arrested yet? Why? Right. Okay, I know. Maybe we know. There's probably a deal probably. with her. We think there's probably a deal, but I'm so tired of her name coming up in association with this case and her just um, living life. Yeah. But, but let's talk about this because, first of all, what? JJ and Tylee died 10 days apart. Right. At least they as were... far as we know. At least JJ and Tylee were buried 10 days apart. Mm -hmm. And so we know that they were because consider right. this when, uh, when Melanie Gibb and David were at Lori's apartment the weekend that JJ died, they saw JJ alive. Right. They did. And according to the FBI and all of the uh, phone pings they have that led them to Tylee's body, Tylee was buried about 10 days before that. Also, they never saw Tylee and were told that Tylee was going to college up here at uh, the local university at BYU-Idaho. Right. The, but they did see JJ. 
They did, yeah. And then, you know, we know that JJ died and was buried, well, basically the same weekend they were there. Right. Uh, but so this alibi, I think, is very confusing to say uh, because it doesn't say. It doesn't indicate separate incidences, in other words. It, it doesn't. Yeah, that's true. Lori Vallow was in her own apartment in Rexburg, Idaho, when J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan died in the apartment of Alex Cox in Rexburg, Idaho. Yeah, and see what? Okay, so we have we we know that all those people were there in her apartment the weekend that J.J. died. But what about when Tylee died? Right. How are what what are they using? as alibi witnesses as proof of that right because they're not saying chad they're trying to use chad but i think they're trying to use chad uh but chad's a co-conspirator so yes. that's not gonna fly and chad was still married it wasn't right. like they just had uh scads of time together at that no. point they didn't interesting here's here's one thing i've been thinking about if they try to use cell phone GPS to prove here's Lori in her apartment, here's here's uh, Alex in his, you can't have it both ways. So if they do that, mm -hmm. then that validates the cell phone GPS data that they have that shows when Tylee and JJ were buried in mm -hmm. Chad's backyard. Yeah. Right? I've been thinking about that. Like, you can't mm -hmm. use that in your to the positive for Lori, mm -hmm. if you do, then you are admitting that it has to be then used in the positive for Chad and Alex, right? I would think so. And maybe they've got something else they're going to try to use, but I've just thought if they, they're going to, if they validate that and say, well, Lori was her, you know, her phone was pinging, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then that does mean that Chad and Alex were, you know, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just found that part interesting. Like you either mm -hmm. agree to that, all of that or none of it. Or none of it. Yep. Yep. But it's true. The, uh, the alibi of where Lori was, that is very weak for Tylee. Well, yeah, for Tylee, definitely. There's, like they, We don't know that uh, JJ didn't die in Alex's apartment. He easily could have. Well, it's, it's but, fairly well believed yeah, that he did. That he did. But... <sighs> Okay, well, let's just back up. Lori, let's back up. Let's let's talk to Lori about this. Lori, <clears throat> if Tylee died in Alex's apartment and you didn't call the police and you didn't do shit and then 10 days later you let him take JJ to his apartment and kill him too, you are guilty. Right. You are guilty of a crime. You are guilty of a crime. But see, Absolutely. they're not trying to, what they're trying to do is hedge away from the death penalty. Right. They're trying to say she's not death penalty eligible mm -hmm. because she has an alibi. The problem with that is that she's also charged with conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be present to be guilty of conspiracy. Right. The whole Tammy Daybell alibi cracks mm -hmm. me up because who cares? Yeah. I don't care if she was in Hawaii with the Pope. It doesn't right. really matter. She was... If they have proof, which we believe they do, through their electronic uh, communication, with all of the digital content, yeah, contact she had with Chad uh, surrounding Tammy's death, and then all of their behavior surrounding Tammy's death and mm -hmm. other things, I don't care if she was in Hawaii or in the moon. It doesn't matter. Right. 
in the moon on the moon probably the moon. too yeah mostly maybe yeah <laughs> i don't know but yeah it's yeah this is going to be way more complicated than the way it, they've put it mm -hmm. like that's, it's not nearly that simple that's a yeah but again i feel like they're throwing some bones out there you know mm -hmm. first of all we're arguing against the death penalty because she's not death penalty eligible and here's why well this will be a part of that Right. Now, we know that there's two arguments they're making against the death penalty. One we've already discussed, and that is uh, the constitutionality of the death penalty as a whole in the United States. Right. We've talked about that a few times, so we won't have to really go into that today, except for just to say that uh, they believe that the death penalty, the way it's being applied in the U.S. currently, strays far from what the Constitution had in mind and that it's unconstitutional in general. Mm -hmm. uh, I tend to actually agree with that. But uh, too. yeah, but that's probably neither here nor there. But the other part of that is that they also are saying Lori's not death penalty eligible. Now, the brief is a bit tough to take. Uh, some of it, of course, is just uh, talking about quoting a few other cases of, you know, people that were charged with the death penalty. Uh, that did not receive it because, you know, in one case, a, a guy was involved in a crime where two people were shot and killed. He didn't do the shooting and killing. Uh, it was determined that he should not have the death penalty because he wasn't the person who pulled the trigger, mm -hmm. essentially. Uh, but the other part of it, and, and see, they're throwing out those alibis and throwing this out. You know, this is all mm -hmm. strategy, the way it's all coming out and when it's coming out. Um but they're throwing this piece out here, you know, that obviously she, she wasn't even with them at the time. She was not even, she wasn't even with them. Okay. Well, they no. must be also saying that she didn't know. You know, they must be wanting to extrapolate that too. Not only was she not I'm there, sure that's she coming. didn't know it was happening. Uh-huh. Which, Which I again, call total bullshit on that. I could kind of believe that with Tylee. I don't at all. But, but you could... Maybe go, okay, Alex was a psychopath. Oh, no. If she would have called the police. Right. But your 16-year-old daughter doesn't just vanish. No. And you do nothing. And no. That's and she did. I mean, her hard digital footprint disappears on the 9th of September. Because yeah. they went to Yellowstone Park that weekend. And there's all those pictures and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, which is proof of life. And yep. then she just disappears into thin air. Mm -hmm. yep yeah so yeah it, it's interesting that but here's the part of the uh, brief that's just real tough to take part of the reason they believe that the crime shouldn't be a death penalty eligible crime is because it wasn't bad enough what mm-hmm the murder of her children and mm -hmm. an innocent woman, not bad enough, huh? Nope. Wow. Not bad enough. These The death penalty is supposed to be reserved for the worst of the worst. The death penalty is reserved for crimes that are so grievous and affront to humanity that the only adequate response may be the penalty of death. Uh, yeah. Check, 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 check. What? Mm -hmm. This is the murders is, of her own children. There is nothing in the discovery of this case 
that has put Mrs. Daybell at the threshold of killing anyone. The two-pronged test of, of Edmund, which is one of the cases that they quoted, is mm -hmm. not meant where one, not met, sorry, where one, the defendant has not killed or attempted to kill, and two, does not have the requisite intent that any of the deaths of Tylee Ryan, J.J. Vallow, or Tammy Daybell should be taken or contemplated that they would be taken. From a plain what? reading of the indictment, Lori Daybell is not death eligible. Horseshit. Mm. I knew that would explode the room. What I mean, the fuck? Okay, I mean, I mean murders bad. Own... Like, it wasn't bad, bad, but bad, bad. I mean, it wasn't like killing, you know, getting her own children killed. I don't care who did it. She was part of it. And you can't kill one child and then kill the other one 10 days later and go, well, I didn't know that was happening. Are you fucking kidding? How would I know that that was happening? I couldn't have known that. I mean, even just JJ alone. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not Tylee. But JJ? Right. You already know your psychopath brothers killed your daughter. And then you just don't say anything to anyone and let him take your little boy? Yeah. Come on. Sorry, Lori. Just not buying it. The jury's not going to buy that. They're no. just not going to buy that. But again, this is the defense setting some things up. They are playing chess. Yep. And they're moving some pieces around the board here. Yeah. And that's okay. This is what lawyers are supposed to do. It's it just is, but that it does we haven't seen it happen from prior. No. And so. In no, this we case, haven't seen any actual real defense happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's easy to get kind of bent out of shape and be like, what the? Are they talking about? You know? No. Oh, they're, these are lawyers lawyering. Of course. But, uh but that whole clause of, you know, Ooh. that this was not really an egregious enough case for the death penalty is a little tough to hear. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm sure uh, that Woodcox would disagree. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Yeah. Her brother tried to kill Tammy Daybell and was so inept that he didn't get it done. Mm -hmm. So then she conveniently goes off to Hawaii so that her husband, her soon-to-be husband, can do it himself? Mm -hmm. I mean, really? Yeah. Yep. Which is, this, it's kind of hilarious in the thinking about what Chad's kids said when they did that interview on the news. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh no, the evidence is going to show that he was framed. No, it's not. <laughs> that Alex must have been a motherfucking genius, man. Right. Because he apparently framed Lori and Chad. And, and then died. against them. The same, yes, and then yep. died on purpose or accident. We don't know. But he died so that they would be held to holding the bag. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I saw some of his comedy skits and I didn't see a genius. Yeah. He's not that, not that smart. Mm -mm. So... If Alex didn't set everyone up and Lori didn't set everyone up and Chad didn't set everyone up, who did? It's a real mystery. I don't know. Maybe there was another zombie out there that was setting everyone else up. Probably. Probably so. Well, they're throwing, you know, spaghetti at the wall, too. To oh, see yeah. what's <laughs> Because some of this you're like. Are you fucking kidding me about that? Well, it's not really bad enough to be a, to be a, um, you know, just, mm -hmm. uh, are you serious? A mother participating yeah. in the murders of her own children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. But if she didn't do it physically does not mean she was not part of that because right. yeah, she was. Yep. 
also, the defense is not going to have, or the, sorry, the prosecution is not going to struggle to show that Alex did anything Lori told him to. Anything. <laughs> right. I mean, Lori's been running Alex's life for years. Yeah. Alex has done all kinds of shit at Lori's behest, and including a, commit a whole bunch of crimes that they can prove. Right. It's not going to be that hard to prove that uh, Alex was, whatever he did do, that he was asking at Lori's command. Absolutely. Alex was not in charge of Lori. He was never in charge of Lori. No. I mean, for God's sakes, Alex was gay and she made him get married. Right. This is, all of this is. Also, she made him shoot her husband. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, he did it. let's not forget about Charles. Yep. Well, yeah, let's not forget about Charles and not forget about the case in Arizona. Because there is a case in Arizona against her. Yep. Well, and let's also not forget that Alex actually spent a summer in jail for beating up Joseph Ryan. Right. Because Lori told him that Joseph did this, that, and the other. Right? Right. Right. Lori has been pulling the strings with Alex his whole life. And they will not struggle to show that. No, they won't. He was not the criminal mastermind here. No. No. He was definitely the... uh, the muscle, but uh, if you can call it that, mm. but uh, the criminal mastermind, <laughs> not a very there uh, wasn't a criminal muscle. mastermind. Spoiler alert, not really. No, no, this is gasoline meets fire, man. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, I thought all of that was pretty interesting and somewhat uh, entertaining and maddening at the same time. It is, uh, I mean, it's good to see actual defense attorney work happening, mm-hmm. like instead of just bullshit whining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the alibis, I think, are fascinating. But here's the other fascinating uh, thing that was filed. Notice of intent not to raise mental health defense. Yes. So in the brief, Idaho Code 18-207 provides that a list of expert witnesses be disclosed at least 90 days prior to trial if the defense intends to call experts to negate an element of crime. This advanced disclosure is required for the guilt phase portion of the trial. Lawyers lawyering. Yes. The defendant's mental health has been evaluated and litigated since the first filing in this case. She spent 10 months at a mental health facility in Idaho and received mental health care from the experts employed by the state of Idaho. The defense hired three independent mental health experts to review and evaluate her mental health. Due to ongoing mental health concerns, while this case has been pending, the court conducted an evidentiary hearing on November 10, 2022, to determine if she was competent to stand trial. On November 15, 2022, the court ruled that she was competent to stand trial. Although still suffering from a mental illness, the defendant is taking an active role in her defense. She has previously reviewed all of the discovery provided to her by the state and her attorneys. She has consulted with three mental health experts. She does not want to proceed with a mental health defense to negate an element of crime in this case. She has not authorized her attorneys to proceed with a mental health defense in the guilt phase portion of the trial. Her attorneys are respecting her autonomy and her rights granted to her by the Constitution of the United States. If she is found innocent of the charges, then no such disclosure of expert witnesses will be necessary. If she is convicted by a jury, 
then the defense will call witnesses, including experts in support of mitigating or in support of mitigation during the sentencing hearing. Right. So that's what that would look like. So what um, they what that these means. guys write great briefs. They do. Like they clearly great have grammarly. I, obviously, yes. What that means is that if they could show that she was not competent at the time that the crimes were committed, that could be um, used for sentencing to determine, yeah. you know, less of a sentence or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're not, I mean, they're saying they might go there if mm -hmm. she's, if she's convicted. The problem is they don't have it. There, there's no, no proof of that at all. Because no. if you are not competent at the time that the crimes are committed, you don't cover your crime. You don't right. run away. I mean, she lied for You're not walking days. naked down the highway. You're not, right. you know. Carrying a machete, you know. Right. You're not running to Hawaii and you're not right. lying to everyone about where your kids are for nine months. She's competent. She right. was competent at the time of those crimes. She's She, she was competent at the time of Charles's death, as evidenced right. by all of the things she did to cover up his right. death, all of the lies that she told, and then all of the lies she told and the weird stuff she did leading up to her moving to Idaho two months later, Yep. and then getting to Idaho and doing nothing but lie since she got here. And then, of course, the deaths of the kids, yes, running off to Hawaii, then getting married, and yeah. This yeah. is a thinker, not a non-thinker. She's right. she, totally competent. She was aware of what she did. Mm -hmm. She knew it was wrong. When you're mm -hmm. not competent, you may not even be aware of what you did. You may be having a psychotic episode. You may not even know that what you did was wrong. Mm -hmm. She's clearly shown that she did know what she did, and she mm -hmm. did know what she did was wrong. Yep. And she attempted to cover her crime, and she ran from it. They'll, they'll, they'll never get that. No. They know no. it. You know, they're saying it's because of her legal rights. And she may be saying she doesn't want that. But there's nothing. I can't see anything in this case that they would go. Yeah, there is some question of competency at the time of the crime. No, there no. isn't. There's nothing. No. She knew. She knew. Thinking you're a god is not enough. Sorry. No, it isn't. You can have a mental illness and still be competent. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, and, and, and that's what we're seeing here. And their beliefs were based around religion. And... You know, it got wild and it got well beyond the parameters of the religion they were practicing. But lots of religious people have all kinds of wild ideas out there. That's not illegal. No, that doesn't isn't. make you religion incompetent is what for kind anything. Of gets a pass when it comes to mm -hmm. mental health. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's that's a that's a real dicey area. But there's nothing here to indicate nah. that she didn't know what she'd done was wrong, and they most certainly all. covered their crimes. They buried the kids and then they ran. Mm -hmm. And then hid out in another state and lied and about where the children were. They sat in jail for four months before they found the kids, saying yeah. nothing. Nothing. Yep. Yeah. No, they won't. That there won't be any mitigating factors there in in um, in sentencing. I don't think. No. No, they're just reserving their right to call those witnesses if they want to. So, mm -hmm. you know, a, a big dose this week of lawyers lawyering, and that's mm -hmm. good. We're, we're here for it, for sure. So the other thing that happened is that the prosecution uh, also made a motion. Uh, they had motioned back on September 29th to sequester the jury. And that's going to be discussed now on the 19th in court. Yeah. So they're just uh, putting a 
that on the docket, basically. So that, that will be a part of what's discussed. So on the 19th, we believe they will be discussing that. They'll be discussing potentially this conversation that needs to happen. Maybe mm -hmm. that might just be approved behind closed doors too. Right. Um, they will be discussing prior. So we haven't even talked about prior. We actually already did case updates last week. But basically prior is still saying he's not ready. We can't mm -hmm. go to court yet. I am not ready. And now he's saying that they are hiring a death penalty certified attorney and adding him to or them, he or she, to Chad's team, though we haven't seen any uh, evidence of a new attorney entering the scene yet. No. So we don't know if that's just trying to buy some time or... Well, there's the question of, are they going to ask to declare Chad indigent so mm -hmm. that the state provides that attorney... Maybe prior stays attached as a third chair, but really it'll be two attorneys. If that happens with the state, they'll have to provide him with two mm -hmm. death penalty certified attorneys, which mm -hmm. there aren't that many in Idaho. And um, neither of them will be prior. Right, because he's not. And also, he, a, they've had to take a team of those dudes to uh, northern Idaho yeah. to work on the Moscow murders. Yeah, they might end up having to get somebody from out of state. I mean, we don't have that many. I think we have 20, actually, but still. Yeah, but how many of them are already actually, on cases? I think, well, and I think only seven of them are first chairs. Yeah, it's not very many. It's not very many. Yeah. That's, this is not, a you know, population-wise, Idaho only has 1.7 million uh, people. Right. Yeah. Which is not many when it comes to stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm super curious about that because if they are then going to trial, they will have to give Pryor his extension. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pryor is also saying that he still has not received some discovery. I, and it's those interviews from the FBI that supposedly the prosecution has also never received. And maybe just those aren't things that are going to be included in discovery. I don't know. I'm not sure how mm -hmm. that's going to work. But supposedly there are still some interviews out there that no one has received. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's been crying forever, though, that it's the prosecutor's office that hasn't given him stuff. And, and they don't even have this. They don't even have it. But what the hell has he been doing? What right. the hell has he been doing? It has been three years now. Since this community blew up when those kids were missing. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. It's been two and a half years since Chad got arrested. And Pryor has been his attorney the whole damn time. Right. Except for Means being his attorney for just a short second. Mm -hmm. uh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, what the hell has he been doing? That's... Yeah. It's hard you, to say. You wait till the last, last possible second to say, oh, by the way, I'm really not qualified to do this and we need to add some attorneys here. Yeah. Listen, jackass. We've been That's pretty low. Ever. Yep. So there you have it. Those are all the updates. We will keep you abreast. Obviously, next week's going to be a big week in this case. Maybe we'll see some things determined. Really curious about the idea of them maybe working out a deal here. Yeah. I think it could easily happen at this point yeah. now that things are getting really, really, really real. It kind of seems like that's what Lori's team is looking for. It kind of does. Yep, kind of does. So we'll see. So with mm -hmm. that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for a true crime update. Yes. Yes. 
So there is some movement in the Delphi murders case. Oh. Um, there's court this week for Richard Allen. We know Richard Allen was uh, arrested back last year on October 31st. Mm-hmm. And so there's some things they're going to discuss. They're looking at... Um, They have court on Friday. The first thing they're looking at is um, change of venue, which I mean, obviously it's going to have to. This is such a well-known case and it's this community is so heavily affected by it. I I think Mm -hmm. it's that they're going to have to move that trial. Yeah. And then there's they're also going to talk about the gag order because the judge has locked down this case. Um to keep you know anybody from talking about it this this order was temporary mm-hmm. came in december and it's possible that the judge could actually institute a gag order that would bar anyone involved from talking about this case until it goes to trial mm-hmm. which whew, yeah that's kind of frustrating you know they did finally release the probable cause it was redacted and it mm-hmm. gave us a little bit of information but again there's still a lot we don't know about what led them to Richard Allen and what, you know. Yeah. Well, and the probable cause was what wasn't redacted was weak AF. Pretty flimsy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's that whole situation about that um, unspent bullet and, Mm -hmm. you know, how it had markings from the gun and that that was his gun. And, you know, apparently that's some Mm -hmm. pretty sketchy science. Mm Mm-hmm. So we don't know for sure what's going to happen there. So those are two things that are going to discuss. And then (laughs) there's a lengthy, I I would say voluminous, because, you know, we know, we know, (laughs) uh, supplemental motion for discovery and request, which basically means we want the name, address, favorite color, birth date, and best friend of every Mm -hmm. single person who's ever been talked to about this case in every single situation by anyone forever and ever. Amen. Like it is detailed, Mm -hmm. very detailed. And anything else that um, the prosecution might have, anything that they have that might be exculpatory that could clear Alan, Mm -hmm. which of course, constitutionally, that would be a Brady violation if they had not turned that over. That's a big deal. Um, They want to know if any other law enforcement agency or any private individual in connected with or pertaining to the investigation of the crime charged has anything that they should know. Mm-hmm. They want everything from the medical examiner's office. I mean, it's all the stuff that you would expect. Sure. Um, and and kind of I'm surprised they don't already have all that. Um, yeah. And then there's this whole thing where they're going after the cops in the situation. They want the personnel records of Kobe Leesenby, Tony Liggett, and Michael Thomas. So there's this lawsuit that was filed last October um, where... Thomas accused the sheriff's office of political retaliation, saying oh. he'd suggested bringing in outside experts in the early days of the Delphi investigation, and that the sheriff said, nah, I don't think we need that, um, and that he th- Thomas thinks he was demoted um, oh. after he lost the May primary race for sheriff. So then he ran against the sheriff uh-huh. and lost. So I, I don't know. It, I'm not clear on what the defense thinks that has to do with their case. Right. Other than just trying to discredit the police. But that's the other thing that Maybe they Maybe and the, the court may agree that uh, 
that has nothing to do with this case. So sorry. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So we'll see what all of that, how all that comes out. I mean, the information, yeah, of course. Yeah. All of that is stuff that they have the right to and, and have to get. The the lawsuit stuff I'm curious about, but you know, sometimes defense attorneys just go at discrediting whatever they can get their hands on. Uh -huh. You know, we've seen that in the Dave Alvallo case, you know, trying to get the prosecutor kicked off the case over and over again. Uh -huh. And so it may that may be what this is. Yeah. Um, I don't know really how else it's really related, but uh -huh. So that's all what's going on. So that's going to happen this week on Friday. So we'll know more next week about, mm -hmm. you know, what they decide about change of venue. Are they going to gag order this entire case until trial? Wouldn't um, surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise me either. You know, this case has had the, the Delphi case has had a huge amount of attention mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of attention to keep the pressure on the police for years. Yeah. Because this community has just felt like you cannot just let these murders go unsolved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we shall see what happens yeah. with all of that. But I think that's going to be a pretty interesting hearing on Friday. Certainly. Yep. All right. Well, and there you have it. Lots of interesting things going on in court. Mm -hmm. We're going to be back tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain Time for mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday night case updates. Uh, until then, please like, share, follow comment do the things we appreciate mm -hmm. you a lot and as always thanks for being a part of the squad this has been yet another production of the true crime squad take care bye everybody